Welcome to the Humane Roundup Podcast with your hosts, Ashley Bishop and Daniel Ettinger. We're still in person. Holy shit. This is two episodes that were like, I can see your like, eyes. It's been 24 hours. It's been 24 hours. And we're also here with the Humane Educators of Texas, who is the sponsor of <laughs> the Pick of the Litter. The Pick of the Litter. Brought to you by the Humane Educators of Texas. That's the Humane Educators of Texas.com. Don't mess that one up in person. Are you sure? <laughs> so, How confident are you with that website? Uh, not confident. I mess it up every <laughs> I, time. I have it written down on the spreadsheet just so that he can check it as he says it. Yes, she does. Mm-hmm. We're so, going to change it later. Yes. Just to <laughs> You're going to go to GoDaddy and buy a new one. Yeah. So that voice, everyone, that's Kelly Tyson. She's the, the, She is the Humane Educators of Texas. I can't talk. Can you ever? No. And that's not vodka in your cup. Not at all. It's green tea. And, and Tabitha is in this room. I don't know where she's at. She's behind you. She's doing stuff. You know, Tabitha's doing Tabitha she's stuff. She's networking. So let's talk. Um, I heard you had an amazing class this morning. Yeah, thanks for attending, <laughs> I tried. I tried to get She did. I heard knocks on the door. And I was like, huh? But you know, it's conference season, and that's sometimes what happens. It's nap season is what it is. It's beautiful outside. So let's talk. We, we have humane help. Dot com. Org. <laughs> <laughs> Humanehelp.org. Yes. I want to know more about this. This so, is, sounds really cool, actually. Uh, Humane Help is a new nonprofit that we've, you know, we're in the process of getting off the ground. Our CPA is taking his sweet time with all the tax paperwork, but our website is up and running. Our goal with Humane Help is to provide a peer support network for animal welfare. There currently is not a peer support network for what? animal welfare. We're, we're not important no. to anybody. No. Well, red-headed can... stepchildren. Hey, come on now. You're sitting here looking at me. <laughs> she is red-headed. I didn't know this till we met in person, by the way. I thought she was like... She's like... You also thought I was like... Short. I thought she was a Harry Potter tro- troll. One of those like little things. Because you like Harry Potter so much. So I thought maybe that's why you... Trolls just, are not... Did you just call her a mountain troll? <laughs> but mountain <laughs> trolls aren't short. No. Oh. No, they're not. This website looks really cool. We had you guys on a couple years ago with... We had you guys on a couple years ago with um, the peer support couple. Mm -hmm. Um, Did they help inspire this, or was this something you were thinking of before? They, yes and no. Um, Working with them, they work with, like, Warrior Rest Foundation. They travel the country doing peer support for law enforcement. Okay. And talking with them, they travel the whole country with this, this network. And we go, what, what is our our help? Mm-hmm. You know, we don't have a network. We don't have anything. We don't. And so we reached out to some of the groups that they work with, and their responses are, you do what? Do you need help with what? Why do you, why do you need peer support? You have all the puppies and kittens. Yeah, you just go sit in a kennel and cuddle a puppy. That'll make you feel better. Right. Right. Uh, so trying to get those already established networks to understand that we need to be part of these conversations as well, they were not jumping on board. So you're like, you know what? Let's we don't have 47 other things to do. Let's start a nonprofit. <laughs> so that's what we've done. And our goal with uh, Humane Help is one to create that peer support network and grow the peers out there, trained peers who have taken the actual training, leave with certificates that they can officially go help those in need so that we can deploy people out to help uh, other animal control officers, shelter workers. We have already deployed ourselves a few times for shelters that have had critical incidents, things like distemper outbreaks. 
loss of coworkers. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, we had we were out at one shelter. Uh, their shelter director died in a horrific boating accident. Wow. And so I I called them up and said, "What what can I do?" And they said, "We don't know." So I'll what be there. I'll be there tomorrow. So what does that look like? Let's say. Let's say it is like a, a death or let's just use that as an example. Like, what does it look like for you when you go there? Is it just like offer, like, I guess just walk me through it because I don't want to. Like, so yeah. Mavlov's hierarchy of needs. Yeah. Have you heard of that? No. Okay. So basically it's a pyramid structure of you have to cover all the basic needs before someone can be safe, essentially. Um, so they, food needs to be provided, water needs to be provided. Uh, security in the sense of that they feel safe wherever they are, shelter. Um, because if you have someone who's hungry, who's... Um, you wouldn't un- like me when I'm hungry. Yeah, they're hungry, they're thirsty, they <laughs> feel like they're in danger. They're not open to listen. They're not open to talking. So when we go in, when we deploy somewhere, we provide those things. We're coming in, we're providing water. We'll come in with cases of water, okay. Gatorades. Um, we'll come in with food snacks junk food we'll buy you lunch we'll bring pizzas um and then we add on to that by going you need to take a break go rest uh one of the shelters we deployed to for their distemper outbreak they were swamped in just so much things to do they were backed up on their dishes backed up on their laundry backed up on their kennel cleaning and so chaplain and i went down there for three days and the first two days all we did was help them clean and that earns trust too right yes yeah so that builds that security yeah in that okay you understand what we do yeah. we're on the same level and then people will start opening up okay. and then we can spend you know the next day or so having those one-on-ones having those group conversations and talking through how they're feeling what's going on because we've already established those needs have been met now in the first day two days okay. we can now start opening things up so i know that this is like brand new barely off the ground do you ever see the potential of having like online courses for people and then being a support so that somebody can be that peer support like in their state mm-hmm. so that you guys aren't having to necessarily travel but then you can support the peer support person yes yes okay we we're starting in texas just because we're local um and currently the, there's four of us that are uh trained in peer support through ICISF, which is the International Critical Incident Stress Foundation. They do online courses, so anybody can take that online and become a trained peer. Um, so there's four of us here in Texas that I know for sure have taken this training. And so we'll work with like, hey, are you free this weekend? Can you go out? Our goal is to make this a nationwide thing, right? And be that that link, that point of contact to deploy people out. You know, you hear of a, a shelter in Wisconsin that's having trouble. You're like, you know what, Ashley's up there, let me give her a call and we'll coordinate getting someone to your shelter, right? And start working with that network. That's our big picture goal. What about steps, like just, yeah, <laughs> yeah. and what, what, is, what does it look like just doing things over the phone? Like if someone just wants to talk, if they're just like, hey, I'm having a down day. Mm-hmm. And that's the problem I think in a lot. And if you listen to our last bonus episode with uh, Charles Hernandez, I mean, he was so vulnerable and, and talked yeah. about things that were I thought was just amazing. Mm-hmm. Um, and so in that aspect of like, will you pick up the phone? Is it something that this this group will do yes. and just say, hey, just holler. Let, let me mm-hmm. hear what you have to say um, and then provide. It, maybe it's just an ear mm-hmm. or maybe you do provide feedback if that's what they're looking for. Yeah, and we do that on a, on a daily. Um, we, we even tell all of our students, we're, we're here for you. 
you if you're in the area, show up. We'll get some coffee. We'll get some donuts. We'll go get Mexican food, whatever you need, right? Um, we tell our students, give us a call. Find us on Facebook. We're here. And we frequently do get those people who are just like, this is what's going on. And like, okay, do you need to vent or do you need assistance with something? Because I, I like to lay that out in the beginning because then I know what my goal of the conversation is. Because some people are like, I already know my plan, what I'm going to do. I just need to get it out, right? I need to vent. Okay, we're here for you, right? Um, like I was talking about in this morning's class that you missed Daniel. I was there in spirit. Uh -huh. mm -hmm. I'm going to come to the next one. I'm not speaking anymore. Uh, somewhere. I'll just come to your... You'll just show I'm up I'm going to just show up at... Yep. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Uh, and you won't even know. Yeah. So what I was talking about in, uh, <laughs> in class is... Where was I going with this train of thought? It derailed. Well, I have a, I have a question okay. along those, that train yeah. of thought. You talked about things that the program was going to be doing outside of the peer support. Yes. So um, the help... So Humane Help, but it's H-E-L-P... Uh, helping, educating, and leading professionals. Dope. I like that. So our goal is to help for those who need peer support, but also we want to be a resource for training, for equipment, um, whether that's through scholarships, through donated time, donated equipment. We want to be a resource for shelters that are having veterinary issues because, you know, the veterinary industry is it's so tough and it's so hard to tough. retain people it right is now. and yeah. so really trying to help them network and figure out uh, veterinary programs and linking up with veterinarians who want to do um, help with shelters uh, it's gonna have a lot encompassing and humane help but peer support is kind of our our big picture is we want to be those peers because you've been there been there trauma is trauma is trauma is trauma Everybody sees trauma on a daily basis, and we need to talk about it. We need to talk about the F word, feelings. Oh, I was about to say fuck. Uh, <laughs> you know, Kelly, I, I think we've known each other now six-ish years, something I'm sorry, like that. Kelly. And ever since I met Me you, too. I was about to say something nice. I'm over here like, yeah, I'm going to hook it up. But I'm still going to say something nice. Okay. Ever since I met you, like, I could see that fire just inside of you, like, where you're, you're like, hey, I want to be as available to this profession as possible, mm -hmm. whether it's teaching classes, whether it's networking, mm -hmm. whether it's recruiting people to come to your class that don't come because they're assholes. Yes. Um, whether, <laughs> That's a big one there. <laughs> whether it's... And you still got pickled peppers. Yes. <laughs> I couldn't open them yet, so I didn't want them to spill all over the elevator. Yes. But I was about to try one on the elevator, and it didn't work. Anyway... <laughs> But then, you know, taking on this this other thing, right, where you're like now doing this this helping, like which is super important. Or our absentee guest over there, Tabitha, Tabitha. just chitty chatting away, who took on a project with all the herps, right? Mm -hmm. Like she's um, maybe that's why she talks about herpes all the time. She gets mm. confused. Yeah, she gets confused. Yeah, herpetology, herpes, yeah, very similar. It is, and Damn. then alligator bumps, like, alligator bumps. Um, <laughs> but at the end of the day. People, those are inside jokes, so I don't know why I'm looking at the microphone. Like, people can actually, like, you can see me right now. Those are inside jokes. But at the end of the day, like, you are the community, and I want to commend you for that. I want to give you your flowers, if you will, like, yes. even though I don't have flowers to give you right now. Um, they're virtual flowers. For, virtual instead flowers. Instead of in person. But you're in person. Whatever. Um, but <laughs> I want to thank flowers. you. No, I really want to thank you and the, and, and the team. Of, Thank you. Of, the chocolate that, that you I provided. provided. <laughs> it's just over the six six years or whatever since I first met you to see this thing grow and continue to grow is is really just 
what's the word? Mesmerite? No, that's not the right word. Um, Inspiring. It's, no, it, it's a reflection of, of the work that you put in, and I want to thank you for that. And I think yeah. the listeners, if they don't know, go to humaneeducatorsoftexas.com, mm-hmm. and then you can go to humanehelp.org. Oh, uh, to he, check that first out try. I and I didn't even take notes so thank you uh, for doing that what should we know about 2023 with the Humane Educators of Texas like, what do you got are you doing any are you doing any classes that, I'm sure our I mean, hair I, is on fire okay everything's fine it's we're all good we're fine we're 47,000 things I, Shia here hi Shia hi why were you so <laughs> quiet also, because, because Kelly and Tabitha talk for her. That's yes. True. So Shia, her actual job title is Master of Disaster. That's okay. on her em- employment paperwork. Because her job is to round us up and not the like, humane round like up. Yeah. <laughs> uh, round us up and keep us on task and do things to make sure we're succeeding. And so Shia has been super instrumental in kind of getting these big projects off the ground. Okay. Um, you know, I actually helped a lot with the PowerPoint that you missed. Yes. Your whole mm. presentation. Yep. Yeah, a week ago I had, I had <laughs> Dan, seven I mean, slides and Shia's in the office and I go, Shia, I got to teach next week and I got seven slides. Wow. I need help. I got you. That's good. And, you know, so I'm guessing you'll, later, you'll be absent in my class this afternoon, right? No, I have to introduce you. <laughs> <laughs> That's how you do it. I have to introduce you. And remember, I can make some things up. Yeah. Or, yeah. or just tell the truth. I mean, that um, might be worse. So, yeah. Shia, how do you get your hair so curly? Um, I Gosh. actually had to curl each individual curl. No, you it didn't. It took me an hour and a half. No, you didn't. I woke up at 5 o'clock in the morning yesterday. No, you didn't. I did. You, After working 12 hours the You day should before. see her when she does her braids. Your hair is amazing. For those of you that can't see her hair, is there a picture on your website? Yes. Go to humaneeducatorsoftexas.com. Um, or their TikTok. Or their or TikTok. TikTok. Yeah. Uh, She's in charge of our social media. Her so. hair is incredible. Like, Don't tell people that. Yeah. <laughs> you got complaints? Come to Shia. No, no. <laughs> Shia, let, but let's get realistic here. How, how hard is it working with these two? Like, you got to deal with, well, first off, you got to de- deal with Tabitha, who's. Right. Oh, in her own sense. <laughs> I mean, Kelly's probably fine. She, that's because she's just sitting here. But Don't give me that look. Give me that look. Not... You're fired. <laughs> I thought you tried, you tried that before. <laughs> right. She um, keeps showing up. It's, it's always an adventure, and I honestly love it. Um, these two genuinely are there for people, and I can say that firsthand that I been through a lot and I'll just call either of them crying and sobbing and saying that you guys can't suck. do this anymore <laughs> but they remind me to eat food and they remind me to drink water and they listen to me when I need it and they help me when I need it and I really could not be where I am without them so I could well I could see just just from what I know um, it's not just about professional relationships right. it's like life development with right. them like they can provide right. guidance in life in everything yeah. yeah tabitha is my mom um if, any, if anyone didn't know that <laughs> well your mom's abandoned you because she's over there at the humane well, what are they the texas, texas humane, humane legislation, legislation. I mean, we're gonna get them all like, yeah she loves laws that's her thing yeah. but yeah um they're both wonderful and i'm grateful that they've let me stick around for over a year <laughs> Did they recruit you, or did you just find it on your own? 
So, funny story. Um, I would just randomly show up at the office all the time, and they would say, when are you going to start working here? I'm like, when are you going to hire me? And then one day, we were just sitting in the office talking, and I think I was holding one of the snakes. And I was like, so... When, when am I going to start getting paid? And then she was like, well, when Give me your bank work? info. Right. Like she, literally, she just was like, all right, what's your routing number, whatever. And then I was hired. Wow. Nice. That's super So how did you meet them? You work at the shelter. Yeah, I work okay. at the shelter. Um, Tabitha's sister is my boss at the shelter. Mm. So y'all had a lot of girls' nights. Right, right, right. And when Tabitha did animal control, her agency fed into the shelter she mm -hmm. works at. So, so it was that little bar on Route 66 that Tabitha got in trouble and you have all the dirt on. And so <laughs> yeah. that's exactly why. Exactly. I see what happened. Okay, yeah. it's the well, cover. What happened was. Right. I think, <laughs> I think I probably took a class. Yeah. And then they have snakes, which I love snakes. Snakes are great. So I heard you like alligators, too. I, yes, I do like alligators. <laughs> uh, and I think that I just, Christmas presents in the wish list. Word. Oh, All right, I got you. I'm gonna need some humane help. <laughs> <laughs> but I think I just stuck around for the snakes, and then we became friends. And I was like, I don't ever want to leave you guys, so you're stuck with me forever. Are you teaching yet? I am. Good. Yep. Okay. I recruited her this year. Good. Um, mm -hmm. Earlier this year, I was like. You know what? You've been working in kennels for like a bajillion to years. You take over my kennel tech class because I'm tired of teaching about kennels and yeah. kennel cleaning. So I had a three-day kennel tech class, okay. and nobody wants to send their people to three days of kennels. kennel tech training. So yeah. I was like, you know what? We're going to break this down into three individual day classes, and you can take level one, level two, level three. Smart. And I was like, Shag, congratulations. <laughs> congratulations. Yeah. So uh, far, I've, I've only taught one, which is basic kennel tech one, and it was great. Okay. Um, I enjoy it, and it's really cool to me because I think back to when I had first started, just part-time animal care, to see where I am now. I'm like, this is great. <laughs> she also is our backup vet tech because we do, I mean, we don't. We have a veterinarian that comes in and does it. I mean, Spays and neuters. We partner with a, one of the She uh, does small, the spay tattoos. She I do. does. Uh, we partnered with one of the small shelters to provide the low-cost spay and neuter sure. because they couldn't find veterinarians that would do it. And we're like, we got you, right? So uh, twice a month, they bring their animals to us and our vet and vet tech do surgeries. And when the other vet tech can't do it, like, Shy, guess what? You're on surgeries today. <laughs> okay. So and, I got it. Yeah, she's awesome and really just kind of fills in where we need help. Because we're doing 47,000 things. Yeah, people always ask, well, what do you do? Like, you're the master of disaster. What does that mean? I'm like, everything? Her like, job I, description I is just all other duties as assigned. Right, like, I don't have a... Every day is something new, so I can't really describe what I do. It's just wherever I'm needed. And this is her first conference with us. Mm -hmm. So this is a whole nother learning experience as what well. What do you think so far? I think it's great. I heard a lot before we got here, and I was super excited yeah and now that i've been here i just love it it's well shout out to taka shout out to jamie cantrell for bringing us in to do the podcast yeah uh it's the 48th annual really? two mm -hmm. more until the 50th mm -hmm. so it's gonna be a swinging good time at the I, 50th. I hope i get it i really if <laughs> i don't a different hotel with if i don't get park. an invite i might just come as a yeah. as a student because i you know i've been here i feel like part of the family now you know being here uh past several years and um 
it is a great conference, and I appreciate you know just everything that they they offer. I will go back to um, just Shia something that that I thought of when you were talking about it. So, as a kennel tech, how long did you do that job, or how long are you still doing that part time or? So I'm full time at the shelter as a tech. Okay. Part time with um, humane educators. Okay. But I was a basic kennel tech for three or four years. Okay. Um, and then I went up to tech. Okay. So. What was your background before that? Like, what did you do work-wise? Nothing. She's a baby. She's a baby. So wait, you employ minors? Yes. Yeah. No. Yes. I'm an adult. Hold on. But like, so. Last night what, she was like, I, I own a home. I'm an adult. Right. What inspires you to get into the animal welfare? Like, that's what I want to know. Like, why did you decide to get into animal welfare? You said you like snakes, but like, right. what, what made you say, like, I want to go work at a shelter and clean poop for a little bit? So that wasn't my mindset going into it. Well, no one knows all you're going to do is clean poop. Right. Everyone thinks that you just get to play with puppies, play with puppies all day. Um, so I have always loved animals and like ever since I was a kid I always begged for a dog um, never got one until my freshman year of high school and then a lot of trauma came with that like my stepdad was not great with the animals um, long story short we bought four puppies over you know several months and we at the end of nine months ended up with zero puppies Wow. Because my stepdad would buy a dog, it didn't like him, he'd get rid of it. Buy a dog, he didn't like it. Over can I ask? Nine months. Can I just ask wow. a personal question if it's mm -hmm. okay? Um, was he verbally or physically abusive? Verbally to me. Um, or your or your mom or. Yes, mostly verbally. Okay. Um, with the dogs, he was physical, and the then with me, at one point. When I was standing up for one of the dogs, it got physical with me. The reason I asked that, and thank you for answering, because that's a really, it's a hard question to ask and a hard question to answer. But studies show uh, in these moments with domestic violence or family violence that dogs are so replaceable or animals are so replaceable. Uh, and, and your story is why. And so I didn't mean to put you on the spot there, but um, uh, this is two days in a row we're making, making people cry. cry. <laughs> um, but this is shy. She just cried at, at no, least once right. a day. This is normal. But here's the here's the reality: is like um, your passion for being able to help animals mm -hmm. is probably born from stuff like that, right? Yeah. And so I, I think when you have that that bond towards like I need to make a difference and make mm -hmm. sure like I can help this many animals. Um, well, and also studies helps. show that people who go into helping professions, doctors, nurses, animal okay. welfare, yeah. have also gone through trauma in their childhood. Makes and that sense. trauma leads them to want to help, either helping people or helping animals. Um, but a lot of those going into helping fields are not taking care of those traumas mm. before they get into those help So they're fields. displacing their their pain mm -hmm. by help. They're not focusing on their issue. They're focusing on how to help exactly. the others. And then, and then we fall into this compassion fatigue, vicarious trauma, all this stuff that's humanehelp.org. Yo, yeah. like this is it. I mean, I, I know I've heard her stories. I want to hug you. I feel bad that I made you cry. And you know, it's I've an got, easy thing to do. <laughs> I've got my stories. Um, I was teaching a class, a compassion fatigue class. And part of it is, you know, I'll tell your story. I'm talking to everybody in the class. It was a room of 15 women all working for the same shelter. Every single woman in there had experienced domestic violence. No shit. 
Every single one. Holy shit. And so to have those conversations of the traumas that they were all going through at the end of the class, one of them walked up to the front to talk to everybody and she goes, I just want to say that hearing everybody's story, I feel like I know my coworkers even better now mm -hmm. because they know what I Oh, look there. who just, look what the cat just dragged in. That's right. That's Tabitha. She's in her just, cat dress. In my cat dress. You going to say hi to the audience? Hi, everybody. That's it? That's all we get from you? Uh, you're tuned into the humane. <laughs> what are we on? <laughs> get out of here. Wait, no, I, I came for So that. she was like, you know, everybody's heard my trauma. I've heard their trauma. We've all experienced very okay. similar traumas with domestic violence. And now I just, I feel like I know my coworkers better. I, I love like, that, though. I feel like I, I can go to any one of my coworkers now and talk to them. So about, we, about my trauma. I say I say we, but it's known as a trauma bond, right? So mm -hmm. if in that in that moment where you can share, and it doesn't have to be like the same experience, yeah. but trauma, right? Mm -hmm. Like I can't say I've ever specifically. No, I actually can say I specifically have experienced domestic violence, but for a man, it's not. You know, like it's not. Ta I don't think it's taken the same way. Mm -hmm. no. And I'm not trying to. No. By no means am I trying to like relate my experience to somebody else mm -hmm. in their experience but i've been hit in a relationship right like i've been and um, as a man you're expected to just be okay with that right. and, and i had and i was on. yeah it's not okay but domestic yeah. violence doesn't always have to be physical either correct right. correct yeah, yeah. Con control I was in a power emotionally yeah. abusive relationship for a long time with a yeah. uh, former fiance and it became physical and that's when I drew the you line it. Yeah. I was like a black eye nope. now I'm now I'm in a end the relationship versus the years of emotional abuse that I just brushed away endured brushed away. for that entire time yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, and it, it's such it, it's something that I didn't realize when I got into this field the traumas of your childhood were going to affect oh, your absolutely. choices mm -hmm. later on absolutely and getting into peer support mental health i have seen so much in the people i've talked with um agencies we've worked with how much just having those conversations of tell your story like you had charles just let's talk you know getting it out builds that bond where they they start to peel back the layers and are able to heal start that healing process um and i I didn't realize I needed healing till I started working with the mental health side of things. And I was like, holy cow, I messed up. <laughs> and it's it's helpful to be able to go and tell your story, but also to hear everybody else's stories. So I just did a bishop. So <laughs> let's I I want to talk about like happy stuff too, because I you know, this is it's hard. Puppies and kittens and Yeah, like it's it's just hard to to end shows on a sad note like I, I think it's really important to get that message out there but at the end of the day it's like <clears throat> let's leave with some uplifting stories and I think part of it is like seeing that turnaround like how you can uh, go through it and then come out and be able to help others with it mm -hmm. what is your biggest takeaway as far as as what you do now versus when you were in the field so like what what do you see maybe are some simul similarities, similarities to being like an ACO, but now really being uh, providing, providing assistance, providing help to ACOs? What's, what do you see in that? So, see, the, I'm not the only one that does it. Yeah. 
It's my brain trying to formulate an answer. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> and it's Dan's brain trying to figure out what I said. Huh? <laughs> What's going on? I feel like when I was in the field, it was a lot of not being able to practice what I preach. Okay. Leaving the field, I've, I've been able to better practice what I preach. Now, going through my PowerPoint from this morning that you missed, a lot of the things that I was talking about of, you should be doing this, you should be doing this, as I'm writing it, Tabitha goes, Kelly, you should be doing that. Kelly, you should be doing that. I'm like, but you got to give yourself grace and yeah. go, you know what? I didn't do that today. I'm going to do better tomorrow. But you and can so recognize it. Yeah, that's I can, important. I've, yeah. I've learned to recognize and, again, I'm able to better practice what I preach. That self-care. This year, when I got tax returns, my husband and I, we sat down. We're doing our budget for the year. And if you don't do budgets with your family, please do it. <laughs> Financial stability is important. We sat down with, okay, we got X number of dollars from our tax return. And my husband, bless his heart, he goes, you need to take this chunk for you. I go, what do you mean? He goes, you do so much for me, for our child, for our house. You work your butt off. Take this chunk for you. And I was like, I don't even know what to do with that. Right. He goes, well, what do you want to do? And I go, I really want a massage. He goes, so get a massage once a month for the rest of the year. That's awesome. And that's what I started doing once that's a month. Awesome. I'd go do a massage. And taking that time to be selfish, I, it was great. And so now it's something we tell people all the time is, you have to start with you. Self-care. Self-care. Yeah. Be yeah. selfish. So, so is that your big self-care is the massages or is there something massages, else? Massages, nails. They look great, by the I way. I broke one, but... At least it's that one. I, I wish it was the one. other one. There you go. <laughs> Shy, oh, you missed sorry. Vacations. Yes. We, we put... Not dead, workcations. No. Vacations. We put dead days on our calendar. So, you know, our big whiteboard calendars, we'll put it just one day. It'll be in black. Dead day. Dead day is we don't come to work. We don't check work emails. We don't call each other about work. It's... We're closed off. Dan, did you hear what she said? Nope. Dead days. Nope. Yes. Dan, you don't have to take all the work calls. You don't have to constantly work. Mm-hmm. Why? What are you talking about? Delegate. Mm. No, we do. I, d- I definitely delegate. Um, but I had to do payroll this morning. It's fine. Shia. After you woke up at, you know, like. <laughs> Shia, what is your self-care? Crying. I hate this question. Um, That's, that means you got to work on your self-care. I know it does. And Tabitha and Kelly yell at me all the time uh, because I have like 57 jobs and I don't take any time off. And I'm actually taking time off from one of my jobs to be here. <laughs> so I really need to work on that. Um, when I do make time, I like to roller skate okay, and do puzzles and things that get me off of my phone because I find that if I am just scrolling on my phone, I'll check work emails or I'll look at my work's social media pages and I recognize that I need to do stuff that is away from technology to help shut my brain off and still be doing something that is in some way productive. Tabitha, what does your self-care look like? Come here, Tab. We need you by the microphone. Dan's lap is right there. My self-care. This microphone. Oh. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I know you're, you're good at talking, putting Very your mouth loud. close to things. My self-care. That's her self-care. I get my nails done. I like to float. Do you know what floating is? 
Um, yeah. The, well, no, 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 no. It's a, it's a, it's a sensory deprivation tank. Yes. You do I like, that. I love it. Okay. I love it. Yes. She's weird. No, that's fucking awesome. I also am a voracious reader. Oh. So I read a lot. Uh, I'm reading Dare to Lead right now by Brene Brown. That's Good. a great book. Did yeah. you like it? Yes. Okay. I have not read it, but I'm okay. familiar. All right, cool. Yes. Um, right. I'm currently reading the Tom Felton autobiography. Okay. Yes. I don't know what that is. But Draco Malfoy. Oh, but you oh, okay. need to get it on Audible because he reads it to you. No, I don't do Audible. Yes, but it's Tom Felton reading it. Yeah. So to, to recap, though, you, it sounds like you kind of have a few different things. So you balance it yes. with the minutia of the Humane Educators of Texas, right? Like you're doing the, we talked about the herps earlier, not the mm -hmm. herpes. Not the herpes. Uh, but you're, so you're able to balance that. So what I think people don't, uh, oftentimes what we forget is like, when we see each other in these moments, we have that moment of like, oh, this is what that person's doing all the time. Mm -hmm. They have a lot of downtime, right? Like, and so in that downtime at home, you're able to provide that space or that, that you should provide mm -hmm. that space to give self-care, right? Mm -hmm. And for me, mine's running, right? Mm -hmm. Like, that's pretty much all this. And I, I try to read a little bit. I'm trying to do more. Like, I really am. Like, what you were saying, Shia, is before bed, here's what I used to do. Right, you'd be on right. your phone before yeah. bed. Mm -hmm. Now I pick up a book. I don't care if I read one page or twelve pages. Right. Mm -hmm. Just do something like that. Yeah. Mm -hmm. What about you, Bishop? What's your self-care? Um, recently, it's been a lot more getting into my crafting. Um, oh, okay. that's a good I got one. my yeah. got my Cricut. Taught my mm -hmm. got taught how to uh, crochet. Okay. Taught myself how to sew dresses. Yeah, that's in a awesome. week. That's good. Nice. <laughs> yeah. nice. I say to people all the time when we're talking about self-care because. I promise you, you've never met anyone, and Kelly will vouch for this, you've never met anyone who was less focused on self-care because I'm a, I'm a natural-born workaholic, and I really was working myself into the ground, yeah. even though Kelly was like, you need to slow down, you need to slow down, I wouldn't listen. And since I've changed my way of thinking, I tell people all the time, the least selfish thing I've ever done was put myself first. That's awesome. Yeah. I really believe that. It made me a better say, mom, a say better that wife. Again. Say it closer to the microphone. The least selfish thing I've ever done is put myself first. Amen. I really I'm a better business partner, better wife, better mother. Hopefully, better person. But that's better boss is debatable. Definitely, that didn't improve. No, that did not improve. <laughs> but it's all about moderation. It is. At least you showed up to uh, the uh, class. class today. Yeah. I did, Daniel. Dan well, Daniel. on that <laughs> on that note, on that note, please check out the humane well humane educators of Texas .com, humanehelp.org. Check those two websites out. Again, we got to thank Taka for allowing us to come here, do the podcast. We're really excited. And again, thanks for our listeners. As we often say on the podcast, Bishop. Keep it. Humane, humane. Maine. Getting better. Getting better. We're getting there. <laughs>